Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're off and running just like Rich Strike on Saturday afternoon in Louisville, Kentucky. And you know what? Sports suck. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Stupid Florida Panthers. Sean comes in. Oh, let's go Florida. Oh, let's go Florida. I'm, I'm king of the dog pound, and I've got a home fa- a road favorite tonight. Florida Panthers win in overtime uh, over the Capitals 3-2. to two. Caps missed a game-winning goal, essentially, with the uh, empty net. Yep. yep. And uh, as Sean comes in, he goes, Florida's going to score and win in overtime. And now they're reviewing the goal, but uh, I believe it will be uh, good to go. So we will see. But uh, we got that going on. Sean just uh, came home on an A's ticket for some reason. Yep, the yep. A's. A's paired with the over in the Reds and uh, Brewers which was seven and a half. I think the current score is 10-5 last time I checked. And the Boston Celtics are about to take, or even up the series 2-2 as a huge fourth quarter has uh, has commenced in Milwaukee. 39-22, the goal is officially counted, and the Panthers and Capitals are evened up at, put your Damn hands down. Raise the roof. You know what? After raise after, the roof. After White Barbaro and Messier and Cyberknife. By the way, did tur- hey, nothing. Turning for home. I thought it was Epicenter's race to lose, but Messier was sitting there in a good spot, and Cyberknife tricked me. He acted like he was gonna make a move, but he didn't. But listen, if they ran the race again, I wouldn't bet Rich Strike. No, no, yeah. of course not. Yeah, Epicenter was was the favorite. Zandon not too far behind, and it looked like I was rewatching it today. It looked like Epicenter had it locked up. I'm just waiting on the drug test. <laughs> I mean, these horses are three-year-olds, Tim. They have never run that far in their life. After running the longest race they've ever ran, Rich Strike had enough energy to try and eat the pony next to him and the rider on the pony. I'm just telling you, he was on something. He was on something. Had to be. This horse had lost his five races before that. Come on. He wasn't even in the derby at lunchtime the day before. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, normally a horse wins a derby, they're out of gas, out of energy. All they want to do is get back to the stall, lay down, and sleep. He was trying to eat 
the pony next to him. Like literally. Like that for was, a, for a good getting, a good two minutes, he was trying to eat the pony and the and the rider next to him. Imagine trying to uh, imagine winning the biggest race of your life and then getting punched in the face because that's what happened to Rich Strike after the yeah, race. Come on, yeah, <laughs> come on, man. Hey, come on, man. He well, was he was sitting you know, on a, he was sitting on a big the, race. I bet he was sitting on I'm a big sitting, race. <laughs> I'm sitting here <laughs> and he got that injection. I'm propping I'm propping up my guy all week long. He gives out a bunch of duds, fifteenth, sixteenth, and eighteenth. And then he gets rewarded with the Florida Panthers winning over my caps. Well, I'll tell you this. this is ridiculous. Everybody gave out duds because I didn't hear anybody say Rich Strike. Matter <laughs> of fact, I couldn't even evaluate Rich Strike through all the programming because he wasn't in the race. Right. Oh, man. And if he wouldn't have been in the race, it wouldn't have changed anything. So everybody that's an expert at horse racing, including myself, is wrong. Nobody knows anything. The only people that hit this, they either were part of the training Paternity of Rich Strike, part of the ownership group, or they hit the all button. Because if you liked Epicenter Rich, you could have done exactas where you went all with Epicenter second mm-hmm. and Epicenter first with all. You could have did it for $10. It would have cost you 380 bucks. It would have brought you back 20 grand. That was the only way you could hit it. Yeah, a buddy of mine, and I saw him tweet this out, he did all on one. He had five. Five different horses in two, five different horses in three. It was a he did a fifty cent trifecta. Mm-hmm. So it was a fifty cent. It cost him one hundred eighty bucks, but it was three hundred sixty options, as you see right there. So do the math, split it in half. He right. won about seventy four hundred <clears throat> or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which is great. But I'm just saying, if you liked Epicenter and you didn't want to handicap the race, you could have did ten dollar exactas. All the horses with Epicenter second, Epicenter first with all the horses second. Mm. And it would have cost you one ninety a click, uh-huh. three eighty total. And as you see, the two dollar exacta paid forty one hundred. So you would have gotten two thousand and a little over fifty bucks ten times. It'd been ten, twenty grand. Three eighty would have brought you back twenty. To me, for a person that actually handicaps the races, that would have been the only feasible way that I could have hit this ticket. Now, where I made a huge mistake, and I like to talk about my mistakes on air because I like people, you know, to make those adjustments. I loved Secret Oath in the Oaks. Right. So I bulleted her in the Oaks Derby double. I had 10 horses in the actual Derby attached to that double. I could have put $20 on the other 10. It would have cost me 200 The dollar double, I think, paid a little over $1,000 to Rich Strike. So I could have gotten twenty grand if I'd have just spent an extra two hundred and covered the field in case something crazy happened, which I should have done that. I should have done that because Secret Oath was not the favorite of the Oak, so I knew it was going to pay uh, enough to justify it. You know, I feel like a dummy just off of that oh, alone. He can't. He can't. Well, I just should have because I was. I felt so strongly about her. I should have covered myself in the Derby just in case something like that happened. But I'd have got rewarded with, with twenty, but twenty of them I, things. But and as it, I'd have came in here with free. Uh, what would I got you guys? I might have went to Costco and got you guys some of those little things for the coffee maker. Oh, Keurigs. Yeah, those little Keurig cups. I'd take that. Yeah, I'd have got you guys some of those. A big, big box of Keurig K cups. Like, yeah, that's like forty bucks. That'd be a that'd yeah, be a, absolutely be a nice gift. Yeah, uh, it's gone final in Milwaukee. The Boston Celtics have beaten the Bucks 116 to 108, outscored Milwaukee 43-28 in the fourth quarter. So for a second straight game, Sean, yep. the Celtics have had a monster fourth quarter. Now they didn't win game three. Ultimately, it came down to some tip-ins at the end, and uh, the tip-in from Al Horford uh, went begging at the or was too late, I should say. But I don't know what Al Horford 
had for dinner or where in Milwaukee he took a walk before the game or whatever hotel he stayed in because that dude had 30 points tonight, was 5 of 7 from 3, Sean. He was spectacular tonight for the Boston Celtics and a big reason why they have evened up this series. And after Milwaukee stole game one in Boston, they have now taken game four and they have taken back home court. So game five will be on Wednesday night in Boston and the Celtics have eaten even things up. And by the way, after this series went under relatively comfortably in all three games today, it goes over and wouldn't you know it, Sean, this thing opened 209 and a half total wise. It got steamed up as high as 213 and a half before settling around 213 or so. So 116-108 over hits. Boston on the road gets the victory, and uh, they have even the series up at two games apiece. And it's crazy because it was 48-47 at the half. Right. I mean, it was trending under. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, these guys were struggling. And Boston scored 18 points in the first period. Just, I mean, the first quarter. So, I mean, it, it's a tricky series. Uh, I thought with Williams, I thought with Williams being out, that Milwaukee would, would find a way to, to to push this to three one. But this this is going seven. This has got seven games written all over it. And hats off to Milwaukee because they're the ones that are shorthanded. Right, they don't have, They're doing this without Chris, Chris Middleton. Middleton. That's yeah. their second best player on the entire team. So. Some kind of way Calgary just missed a wide open net. This this team is snake bit. I don't know if they need to go to, to if they're Catholic or Baptist, but they need to go somewhere in somebody's house uh, of worship. And, and man, listen, just ask for forgiveness. Look at this. Look at this, Tim. The goal is wide. How does he miss this? Oh, Oof. oh my. By God. the way, uh, for me, I've got uh, Colorado to in a sweep after game one I went to the counter took Colorado plus 140 to finish out a sweep uh game two was the sweat game three I went back and watched Friday night's close of the show Sean Mm -hmm. and by the way shouts to my my partner here other than giving us just flat out losers I mean goodness gracious Sean do you even handicap horse racing uh don't look like it does (laughs) it good lord but what you did give out was what, plus $4 underdog? That's right, Demetri Bivol. I gave it out on the show. I said Demetri Bivol will beat Canelo Alvarez. I hope you guys all rode with me and got that nice plus 436, which made up for Rich Strike winning the actual Kentucky Derby. And listen, everybody was wrong. It wasn't just me. It's Everybody was wrong on the Derby. Some people are right. No, not on who was going to finish first. I'm sure someone said, uh, I'll take... I wore 20. Oh, there's, there's a 21 horse? That's the number. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. (laughs)
And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Roberto Clemente wore. Yeah. I'll put down $10. I'm talking about somebody can handicap. <laughs> hey. Sometimes you just pull for your pockets to get the winner. Hey, I wish I had just ran. I'm sitting there. Like one of my guys. Remember I went to the Duke game, right? Yep. So one of my good friends at my private uppity cigar lounge is named Rich. And Rich is the person who has the season tickets for the Duke men's basketball games. And he gave me those tickets. And Rich is sitting right next to me as they're announcing all the horses. And it gets the Rich strike. Off that alone, I should have put a couple dollars on Rich strike to win. You should have. Yeah. I think I actually text you. I said, I'm pretty much covered unless something crazy happens. When we were talking about the Derby. Is yeah. it a call or a text? We were in good, you were in good yeah. situation. I, I should have covered myself in case something crazy happened because it did. But even if, I mean, once again, you've, you've been betting horses for, for how long? Long time. 20 99. Plus, yeah. Yep. 20 years, 20 yep. plus years. Mm-hmm. Things like that don't happen. You can't. Well, they do because it did. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we got a uh, we got another hoops game about to get underway. Suns, uh, excuse me, Warriors and Grizzlies. No John ja Morant tonight. Warriors laying nine and a half. The Celtics even up their series a one sixteen one oh eight win as a one and a half point underdog. The over for the first time hits in that series. We got two hockey games, both scoreless in the first period right now. What a weekend it was. A big dog type of weekend. The money that could have been pulled in. We'll get some thoughts on it on the other side tonight. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths in nicotine pouches. Deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today. That's uh, Head over to Zen.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. There we go, Colorado. one nothing. Abs leading the Colo- uh, the Nashville Predators one to nothing. Uh, what I was going to say, Sean, I went back and was watching the end of the show. And 
right before we signed off, you said, Puck Stradamus is taking the weekend off. Yes. And then you go, ah, never mind. All right. I'm taking, I'm taking the Colorado Avalanche on the Super Puck line Saturday night. Mm-hmm. They're going to win 6-2. to two. Yep. And just like all your predictions all weekend, you were incredibly off. Uh, they won seven to three. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, when you know, you know. Speaking of Puck Stradamus, what do you got? You're doing it, aren't you? Yeah. So on a previous show last week. Oh, by the way, just before you get this, okay. uh, we're underway. Yeah. Memphis, Golden State, uh, the closing line nine and a half, a total of two twenty-two. Steve Kerr not coaching tonight. He is out with COVID. And John Morant out with a knee injury. So, uh, just a a quick update there. Okay, back to uh, your announcements. Yeah, on a previous show, I had stated that I had placed a certain Canadian team that is currently playing in the National Hockey League playoffs, the Calgary Flames, behind the red tape. Yes, they did. And they joined the Vegas Golden Knights. As I was smoking one of my high-end cigars, you know, kind of licking my wounds, from something named Rich Strike, winning the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) I started to read a little bit. See, I'm a very introspective, deep kind of person. And I came across this Hindu word called karma. And it says that some of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence viewed as deciding their fate in future existences. So I'm going to take Calgary from behind the red tape because I want my karma to be right. So you do if they game? weren't in the playoffs, I wouldn't care. But because they're still live in the playoffs, I'm taking Calgary from behind the red tape, Tim, because I don't want any bad karma. They made a mistake. I've made mistakes. I'm not going to bury them. I'm still upset with them, disappointed, highly offended. But I've officially taken Calgary from behind the red tape. So I'm sure they'll win probably 6-1 tonight. Well, score. But I needed my conscience to be clear. <laughs> so they're they're removed. They're removed. It is uh, it is scoreless in uh, in Dallas. By the way, uh, anyone out there who had the under on Saturday night, yeah, my condolences. That was brutal. I think it was three tenths of a second. Dallas scored an empty netter to make it four to two. I didn't watch. Over under was five and a half. I was on uh, dad duty, so I, yeah. had, I had nothing else. I was on. peacocking uh, Dimitri Bivol. That was a great call. Yeah. Great call by you. Uh, I actually, I think I might have texted you. I was bored on, on Saturday night. So this was, I didn't tweet it out. It was an analysis. I'm like, I got to have some action. So I bet at three to one, the game would go to overtime. It was tied 2 2 going into the third. I'm like, all right. Calgary here we and go. Dallas? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, Dallas won 4 to 2. So that didn't yeah. come home. The but, total was five and a half. Uh, yeah, five wow. and a half juice to the under. Oof. So yeah. Did you uh, play? Because v- it had gone, did you bet Bavall? Uh, a little on Bavall. Okay. For you. Yeah. I listen. Yeah. Use my ears. How about Olivier uh, choking? Uh, I, I didn't watch Gaethje. I think it's how you say it. And Rose loss. Yeah. Wow. They I say did. she fought like she was on a sedative. That's what everyone uh, say. She didn't do anything. I was uh, I was following closely on social media. I did not. Yeah, I didn't watch the I UFC did not card order either. UFC 274. Yeah, I didn't. I, I had to choose. It, yeah. From the sounds of it, it was uh, probably a, a wise Underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah I, didn't, Rose, I didn't either. Multiple people. I know Adam liked Rose. I know uh, I know David uh, Dave, Ross liked Rose, Dave too. Dave liked Rose. And they were. I think everyone was surprised by the, the lack of performance uh, from her. But not the lack of performance from 
Rich Strike coming from nowhere, Sean. So let me. You know it's bad when the announcer has to like gather himself because he's been practicing this derby call like all week. And down and up and center and Zendon and Messier. At no point has he says. Well, he didn't. Rich say, Strike. He didn't say Messier because Messier finished fifteenth. Yeah, I know. Which is crazy because about halfway down the stretch, he was like third, fourth. I was feeling all right. I'm yeah, like, okay, we I got was, a chance. We man, got a chance. I mean, he was like, man, the heck with this. Uh, I'll be honest, I was happy. Though. He was like, and on the inside, red strike. <laughs> <laughs> and then he surprised himself. The, the aerial shots of. Oh, have you strike. seen it? Oh, it's my God. Unbelievable. The horse had to be on something. Horses don't improve that much. Like, they don't run like. That crazy of a race that's so not reflective of anything they've ever run in their life. By the way, uh, I blame Dwayne Lucas. By the way, Ryan Ryan G on Twitter has chimed in. He said, "Thank you for your condolences on Saturday's Calgary Dallas game. I had under five and a half. Yeah, that's hey, you're welcome, man. We understand some hey, bad beats, man. I was sitting there. I was, you know, it's one of those games because all I had was <laughs> that stupid overtime bet." And I'm, I'm, I'm like, that probably affected something. And uh, then you look at the the card, and you're like, oh, that was the total. By the way, I think I'm about to take Calgary on the puck line since I took them out of the uh, red tape. Yeah, they're skating well. See, yeah. this is what's going to happen. I'm calling her right now. He's going to put them on the puck line. They're going to win by a goal, and he's going to be all bent No, that'll be my fault. Because game one in this series, you had them on the puck line. They did not cover the puck line. Yeah, that's okay. Game two, they yeah, lost. Yeah, that's okay. And that was the way I've, I've the moved on from that. I still think they're the better team in this series. They're out of. The, they're outside the red tape. I have them on the puck line. We'll see if they're trustworthy or not, because they're on right now. We'll find out. So taking a look at, um, got some updated odds here. I'll get to in just a second, but just recapping the uh, the Kentucky Derby. Once again, so a $2 exacta 4100 would have brought you home 4100 4100 So if yeah. you had the exacta of 21 and 3, which was Rich Strike and Epicenter, yep. 2 bucks would have brought you home $4,100. A so trifecta, yeah. go ahead. So basically, you could have gotten that bet for 18 bucks. A $2 exacta, all the horses, well, no, I take that back. It would have been 19, a little more than that. 38. Okay. For 38 bucks, you could have got 2,000. Because you could have went all the horses in first and epicenter in second. And it would have cost you 38 bucks. If you didn't know who you liked between the two favorites, and I'm using epicenter because he's the favorite. Right. If you didn't like, if you didn't know who you wanted to choose between Zandon and epicenter, then 38 times two. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. It's just easy to say that now because Epicenter was about to win before right. Rich Strike came out of nowhere. Um, Patrick Everson, who will be on the show later, said that there was a customer at BetMGM who boxed an exacta with the entire field. And lost money. No. That's he, a 20-horse box? He It was $760 bet. Wow. And he netted, he or she, netted yeah. 3300 bucks. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend doing no, that. No, I would not recommend that yeah, at all. That. That's a terrible decision. No. But for that better, that this one particular day, you were able to uh, to get it. The trifecta brought home a dollar bet, brought home fourteen grand. I think the dollar fourteen thousand eight hundred seventy. Was that the dollar? Was that was that a dollar. Okay. Dollar trifecta. Oh, that's pretty good. I was going the, the superfecta. And then the dollar superfecta of twenty one ten 
Sorry, 21-3, 10, and 13. That was Rich Strike, Epicenter, Zandon, and Simplification, who I don't even think we've talked about Simplification. Well, I I, th- I thought he might have could have ran fourth. I had him in $321,500 on a dollar bet. Like, it's crazy in hindsight. Yeah. You could have went all in first, thought that Zandon and Epicenter would run second and third, went 310 in second, 310 in third, and spread in fourth. I don't know what that ticket would have cost, but I don't, even then, I, just, I don't know how you get to that number. Right. Unless somebody's just picking numbers because it's an even number in there, so you couldn't have said, I'm going to do all the odds. You know, the 10 in the multiple of three. I, mean, it's, I don't know. I'm just you – know, when crazy stuff like that happens, I try and rationalize, like, how any fool could have gotten to rich strike on top, simplification in fourth. I don't know. The funny thing was I actually took a matchup against rich strike. I had – Barber Road against Rich Strike because I asked you. You're like, Rich Strike has no chance. And he, I'm, not, I'm not blaming no, you. No, he didn't. I, it was like, he showed up on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Is there, what's the best way to fade Rich Strike if he runs in the Preakness? Better than to finish last. All right. He, he probably will. one nothing Colorado leading Nashville right now as the Avs. Come on, Avs. Trying to sweep the Nashville Predators. The Panthers... In overtime, get the win over the Washington Capitals. And how about earlier tonight, the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the Rangers, Sean, 7-2. to two. It's over in New York. Still scoreless in Dallas between the Flames and Stars. We'll talk much more about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Greg Wyshynski next here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. The end of the first period in a hand, in a pair of games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Stars and Flames scoreless. And the Predators evening things up on the brink of elimination. One-to-one after a period there in Smashville. And always a pleasure to have our next guest join us. He's been joining us throughout the playoffs. And we always appreciate his insights. Senior NHL writer at ESPN. It is Greg Wyshynski. Greg Let's start with the overtime victory for the Florida Panthers. Uh, a lot of kind of craziness at the end of this game. A very questionable call, probably should have been a penalty that led to a goal for Evgeny Kuznetsov for the Capitals. But maybe karma worked in favor of the Panthers because a game of inches, an empty netter just goes wide. And shortly thereafter, the Panthers tie it up, force overtime, and they win. So as you look at that series now evened up at 2-2, did the Panthers just flip things in their favor as they head back to sunrise for game five? Well, as they say, puck don't lie. Uh, I mean, that was a situation where uh, they, the Panthers certainly, I didn't think out the benefit of, of the, of the call late in the game. And it was super frustrating because like everything in that game got called. It was a parade of penalties for both teams for the most part in that game. And then a head shot by TJ Oshie that led to the Kuznetsov goal doesn't get called. Um, look, the big question about the Panthers for a lot of us in this series and in these playoffs was how would they handle adversity? Um, they didn't have any during the regular season. The only adversity they had was when Joel Quenville had to quit and then they, and then Andrew Burnett took over from that point on. It was like, uh, you know, they're in the, they're at the top of the standings the entire season. And so what we saw tonight was one Burnett make the decision 
not to change his lineup, change the lines, but didn't add anybody to the lineup. Same group that played in game three. And then two, obviously the, the, the Panthers finally doing the thing that they did in the regular season so often, which is rally in the third period and then come away with a victory. So those two things happening, I think could put a little wind in their sails for the rest of the series because they certainly needed a, a boost. You know, what's interesting for me, Greg, is you don't necessarily hear the word choke utilized often when we're talking about or referring to hockey. But when I'm watching these games, I mean, Barkov, Huberdo, like these guys are getting shots with the net available. And they're hitting the crossbar. They're missing the whole net. I mean, they're getting breakaways, you know, shooting the puck right into the middle of the goalie. Is the pressure, I know they won tonight, and I bet them, so I'm happy, but is the pressure getting to the Panthers? I feel like they were making and converting these opportunities during the regular season. Well, first of all, if you don't think the word choke is used in hockey, let me introduce you to the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, because uh, those fans those fans will tell you firsthand that that word is definitely used in the, in the world of hockey. Um, I, you know, in watching the Panthers in these four games, the one thing that strikes me is, you know, you watch the Penguins, and when Crosby has the puck, everyone's respecting it, and you have the, this feeling that he's going to make something happen. Same thing with, with Ovechkin. Same thing with Backstrom. I feel like Barkoff and Huberto and those guys in the Panthers, like the, the, the Panthers as a whole, they, they scored a ton of goals. They were the best offensive team in the NHL since the 95-96 season. But when you see those guys with the puck on their stick, I don't feel like there's that level of gravitas. Like the other team is laying off them because they're intimidated about what they're going to do with the puck. And I don't know how you get to that point. I don't know if they ever will get to that point of being that type of player. But that's one of the reasons why I think their power play has been so terrible in the series is because there's no fear. Like the, 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 the Capitals players are pressuring them. They're playing a real intense penalty kill. And there's no fear that those guys are going to make a play that's going to leave them embarrassed because they're being too aggressive on the kill. And, and so that's kind of an interesting dynamic with the Panthers. I mean, as a team, they're very, very good, but maybe the parts aren't as intimidating as some of the parts of other teams. Yeah, it's interesting. Their penalty kill, like they sit on their end of the ice and draw up a play, it seems like, for half of it. Like they spend more time yes. <laughs> just chilling than any team I've seen. Let's switch over to another team that, as of – this point has underachieved. We're talking about the Calgary Flames, second seed in the West, first, you know, in their little portion, you know, of the playoff bracket. What's going on on offense? Because when you look statistically, they have three of the top 20 goal scorers in the NHL and Lindholm, Kachuk, and Goudreau. Why is Dallas giving them so many problems, especially just generating good looks? Because unlike the Panthers, I watch the Flames and I don't feel like they're getting a lot of good looks. See, I, I think they're getting some good looks. I think the problem is finishing. Um, and, and part of it is their offense going cold at the wrong time. And then part of it is also what the Dallas Stars are doing in particular, how well Jake Ottinger is playing their goaltender. He's got the best save percentage in the playoffs so far. But if you look inside the numbers, the, the, the Flames currently in all situations have a shooting percentage of just over three, which is pathetic. I mean, it's like unsustainably pathetic. Um, and then you look inside the numbers even further and you see that they have 39 high danger shot attempts in this series. They've scored one goal off those shot attempts. And so you're saying to yourself, they're just not converting the opportunities that they get. But part of that is also, like you said, that Dallas is doing a good job limiting their opportunities. These aren't fire wagon games. This isn't a series for offense. And the, then the stars are squeezing out as much as they need to to win some of these games. I'll, I'll put another theory out there too. Um, 
you know, and, and it's one that I think I should have paid more attention to before I picked the Flames in the series, which is that the Flames have been fat and happy for about three weeks. They've been in first place in the Pacific. They had nothing to worry about. No one was going to catch them. The Dallas Stars were playing playoff games for two weeks, you know, just to get in, just to keep Vegas out. Uh, they won a playoff game against Vegas on home ice. You guys remember that game. Yep. So I feel like Dallas was much, it's much like that, that Columbus Tampa series a few years back where, you know, Columbus came rolling in, having played for their lives every night while Tampa was sitting around waiting for the playoffs to start. I kind of feel like it's the same dynamic in this series in some ways. Well, I had Calgary in the red tape. Red tape on nightcap means never again. Not under my watch, <laughs> not with me as president. I ran into this word called karma as I was meditating and trying to figure out how something named Rich Strike won the Kentucky Derby and, and <laughs> set all my tickets on fire. And I decided to take Calgary out of the red tape, and I have them on the puck line tomorrow. Please tell me that you have a direct line to this Flames locker room, and we can get Lindholm, Kachuk, and Gaudreau motivated to actually score some goals in these next two periods. I wish I could, man. I wish I could. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm sitting on uh, uh, Calgary minus a game and a half to win this series. I thought, I thought this was going to be an easier call than the Colorado series, to be honest with you. I didn't think Dallas, from the games that I saw, was going to match up well at all with what Calgary does, in particular because Calgary, I thought, was going to be able to throw a bunch of different lines at the Dallas Stars' top line of Robertson, Rupe Hintz, and, and Pavelski. It just hasn't played out that way. And, I, and no one's, I mean, everybody around the league that I've talked to is just sort of baffled as to what has happened to the Calgary Flames, who, like you said, were the de facto number two pick in that conference to come out after Colorado. And, and it's possible they might be taken out in the first round. We're talking once again to Greg Wyshynski from ESPN as uh, got a couple of games in intermission as we speak. You know, the Eastern Conference right now with Florida winning tonight, uh, every series outside of one is 2-2. And the one that is not, Pittsburgh just thumped New, New York tonight 7-2. to You got goals from Evgeny Malkin and Sidney, Sidney Crosby. When you look at the Eastern Conference after four games played by every team so far, is there a takeaway from you? Is this is this Penguins team really capable of doing it again? The the old guys are gonna are gonna do this thing. I think they're capable of beating the Rangers. <laughs> I, thought they, I, thought, I thought I thought they'd beat the Rangers in six, and it's it's trending that way. Look, the the thing about this series that's got to be really frustrating for the Rangers is that Igor Shcherkin, their their star goaltender gets pulled in game three, does not have a good game, gives up four goals on 15 shots. That's on him. He comes back tonight, and yeah, it looks real bad, right? He gave up six goals, I think it is, on, on 30 shots in two periods. Looks real bad. But as, as their coach, Gerard Gallant, said, man, like that's it's the team in front of him playing really, really poorly. The, the chances the Penguins had to score tonight were, were unconscionably easy. Um, there's also some bad luck for Shashirkin where some of the – goals that he let in were off of deflections and weird, weird things that were happening on the shots. And then he gets pulled for a second straight game. They've already said he's going to start game five. There's no goalie controversy, no nothing there. But if you're the Rangers, you're like, Oh my goodness, you squandered an opportunity to try to give your best player a chance to rebound in this series. And, and they just played like hot garbage in front of them. it. Was, it was embarrassing. Hey, Greg, you got about a minute. Take a look at tomorrow real quickly. Got L.A. at Edmonton, Tampa, Toronto, St. Louis at Minnesota, Boston at Carolina. All these series are even at two. Is there a particular game tomorrow that that jumps out at you? Yeah, that Boston-Carolina game is real interesting because I think the Bruins got back in the series by playing on home ice uh, and getting the, the the energy from those Boston fans. 
And then also because they reunited their top line of David Pasternak, uh, Patrice Bergeron, and Brad Marchand. And on top of that, they kept them away from Carolina's great checking line that's centered by Jordan Stahl. They played them up against the Sebastian Ajo line in the last two games. That's a great matchup for Boston, neutralizes Carolina's best offensive line and gets them away from a really tough checking line. They will not have that advantage in Carolina where Coach Rob Brindamore will have the last change. So I'm really intrigued to see how Boston reacts to now all of a sudden not getting the matchups that they were getting in Boston and obviously being in hostile territory again. He is Greg Wyshynski, does fine work over Great at stuff, ESPN. Greg. Greg, always appreciate the time, man. Anytime, thanks for having me. There he is, Greg Wyshynski, senior writer at ESPN. We'll get you updated on everything you need to know. End of the first quarter out in the Bay Area. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here. For only 59 bucks, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now till the end of July. For the next few months, it'll be filled with the best betting content in the business, and it'll be all right here at VEASAN.com. Subscribers will have access to all of it. We have daily MLB bets from Adam Burke, JBT, Jonathan Von Tobel, breaks down all his favorite NBA plays. Andy McNeil will break down everything on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Not to mention, we've got coverage on golf, Got the uh, got a major coming up here next week. UFC, USFL, PGA NASCAR, uh, yeah, Southern uh, Southern Hills, I believe. Uh, if you want the full Vsin experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, live video stream, fifty nine bucks if you subscribe now, all the way through July thirty first. spring. Man, this game is ugly. Yeah, this total was what, 233 or something? 222. 222. It is already down. Jeez. I checked it. So it's 24 to 20, 10 17 to go in the second quarter. And I checked it uh, at DraftKings after the quarter. The total had already dropped 10 points down wow. to 212. And I Memphis, started to take the under in and this. And now it's at 205. No jaw. Woo. No Woo. Steve Kerr. Yep, Steve Kerr out. Due to COVID, uh, the total right now, as I look at my computer, we just had it on the screen at 205. It's even further down at 203. At some point, you got to go over it. But right now, 200 might not be enough. You got to wait. This is ugly basketball. This is like some old people in the wreck <laughs> playing pickup. That's what this <laughs> looked like. Uh, 24-22, Memphis with a two-point lead over the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors leading this series two games to one. A massive series price, largely due to the fact that John Morant out tonight and this game being uh, in San Francisco. We do have some updated odds uh, following tonight's Bucks celtics game. The Celtics getting the win over the Bucks, 116-108. to 108. So after three unders, you get an over and the Celtics uh, taking care of business to even up that series. So the, uh, the Eastern Conference odds, Sean, prior to tonight's game, Bucks were the favorite at plus 180, Heat at plus 210, Celtics plus 270, and the Sixers at 5 to 1. Now, the Celtics are actually a very slight favorite, Sean, to win to win the Eastern Conference at plus 210 at BetMGM. 
the Heat at plus 220, the Bucks at plus 220, and the Sixers also at 5-1. to one. If you tell me James Harden... What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Happen. Has about five or six 30-plus point games left. You know how to do it every night. Not happening. Sixers are capable. Yeah. If James Harden does. How many? They were. I, I love the brilliant. What was going on what he did uh, in the I, last yeah, game? He was last great. time I saw him. He was great. And he sucked every other game. So it's like, let's play the percentages. He made a good point. When he when he was really good or when he sucked? He made a really good point. What, that chicken his point No, his point like in the that? press conference was, and this was after the good game. So yeah, he didn't exactly. make this point after the bad performances. He said, we were trying to get a feel for each other because I have not been here that long, and I had definitely had not played without Embiid. So those first two games in Miami, if you look at it like, you know, that's, that's kind of true. You know, he didn't become a sixer until late in the season, and, you know, they had Embiid during that stretch run. So I get it. If they're getting more comfortable, because I don't think the East is great. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they go ahead and – and beat Miami. You know, if they catch Milwaukee or Boston, I don't feel like that's a a mountain they can't climb. I'm not going to say that if they play the series five times that they beat them, you know, three out of the two times. But, hey, you know, in, in, in a, a, a one-seven game series, uh, you can't talk me out of Philly can beat Boston or Milwaukee. That's all I'm saying. Five to one with four teams that I think are pretty similar, you know, especially Milwaukee without Chris Middleton. I mean, isn't that the value? Taking the Sixers? I'm not touching the Sixers. I don't trust that team as far as I, I don't trust any of the four. I'd, I'd much I trust I trust Milwaukee or Boston much more than those. Well, no, I don't trust Milwaukee without Middleton. I mean, you're depending on a lot of guys that can't really get because see what Middleton does is he's the guy besides Giannis that has length that can get his own shot. I mean, the rest of those guys are kind of just spot up shooters, and I know Drew Holiday, you know, has moments where he looks elite, but he he plays at James Harden's speed. So I mean. But, you, but the rest of those guys been, are spot-up guys. You've been trying guys. to find ways to back this Sixers team, and then you get one magical performance where everybody on on I could I, I wish I could have counted. How takes. do you know I haven't backed them already? If James Harden does this again, dot dot dot, yeah. And uh, 
If pigs could fly, that'd be a fun thing to see. But they can't. They don't have wings. But I don't think you can compare James Harden and having a big game and the pigs flying. No. I've never seen a pig fly, but I've seen James Harden go for 30-plus multiple times in his career. Not too many times in the playoffs. Well, he's had great playoff games. He just hadn't had it when many, it counted. Yeah, how many series has he But had? that's why Embiid's there, who should have been MVP. By the way, congratulations to Jokic. That's a travesty. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Did you see the Sixers without Embiid? Did you see the – did you see? Jeez. Have you seen what Jokic played with? And and by the Did way. Did you see the Sixers without Embiid in the first two games? They didn't look like a playoff team. Do you want to see if the Denver Nuggets played a game without Embiid? So Nikola then it's Jokic? an even playing no, field. No, it is not. Yes, it is. No, it is not. Nuggets Stop stink it. without Jokic. Stop Sixers it. Sixers stink without Embiid. The Nuggets are in the lottery. To think Embiid did what he did during the regular season with this group, and James Harden wasn't a part of this group. All, so take Harden all, off. All I'll say is this, is that you kept making the case, and all I said was, I don't care your case. You're right. Jokic You're right. is winning. You're right. You never said. I didn't say that Embiid shouldn't get it. You're right. I think Embiid, You're right. Jokic, or Giannis. I didn't, pre- I didn't preface travesty by saying you were attached or associated with it. And it's not a travesty. Oh, it's a travesty. Stop oh, it's a travesty. It. Stop it. Yeah, plah. Everyone's, everyone's saying, oh, oh, the analytical nerds are all about. How's yeah. a guy when the MVP, his team gets knocked out first round? No fight. It's a regular season award. I don't care. It's a regular season. I think the award. playoffs have proven that the right guy for MVP is still playing. His name is Joel Embiid. So should LeBron have won it the year they won the championship in the bubble? When Giannis's team I don't think they should have the gave out round? a championship or an MVP in the bubble. I mean, you let a the, team the, you let a team full of 40-year-olds get two months to kind of heal up in the you know, and then you go into the playoffs. This is the only reason the Lakers won. The, the Denver Nuggets made it to the postseason, won three less games than the Philadelphia 76ers, by the way. In a better conference. Well, I'll tell you this. They're home now. They're watching a the nightcap. Yeah, and guess what? It's not a postseason award. So yeah. if Joel Embiid's so good, go out and win uh, uh, the NBA Finals. Well, that's MVP. how we started this conversation. The Sixers at 5-1 to one are good value, in go, my opinion. Go ahead and bet it. I am. I probably already have. That's a poor decision. Well, yeah, maybe. Trusting, Joel, or trusting James Harden. Good luck. Good luck. Um, well, we'll see you tomorrow. Calgary snake bit. Better... better uh, you have any eyes down in uh, Miami? Is James Harden out at 11? So here's what I have going right now. Pre-flop for the second <laughs> round of the playoffs. I have – let me look this up, make sure I'm telling the public accurate information here. But I know I have Milwaukee pre-flop at plus 175. I have Sixers pre-flop. This is when it came out that Embiid was out before the first game at plus 280. And I have the Mavericks at plus 230. And I'm 2-2 in all three of those. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. You want to know what travesty yesterday's refereeing with Chris Paul? I mean, that. But I mean, it's been the whole playoffs. Disaster. It's been the whole playoffs. It's not like it's one isolated game. There have been multiple games where the referee has looked atrocious. Absolutely. You mean you're yeah. fouling Chris Paul out with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter of a ticky tack foul? Here's what I wish they would do. A disaster. I get it in the regular season because you're trying to protect the players. When the playoffs come, I just really wish they would eat the whistle. I just keep it a buck. Eat the whistle. You know, send a memo out to the teams. Listen, the fish has been too involved. We're going to really eat the whistle unless it's something blatant. Uh, People want to see basketball. Just to update you guys, uh, they're still missing a lot of shots in Golden State. <laughs> What's What a save, man. Woo! Yeah, we're uh... – we need Colorado. I don't, I don't need Ingram to stand on his head again like he uh-oh, did in game uh-oh. two. We got a chance. Uh-oh, we got a chance. How does – oh, my God. They don't even get a shot on goal. They got a three-on-one. <sighs> Breathe.
Just breathe. Really don't want you to lose another bet on Calgary. Ooh. Take it out on them. Ooh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be trouble. You're the one who took them out of the red tape. I did. It took you all of less than a week to take them out of the red tape. I did. I did. I want my karma right. And if Vegas, if Vegas was in the playoffs, you probably would have bet them by now too. Oh, I Man. just don't. I don't get how they can't get a legitimate live shot total at right the now goal is one ninety seven and a half. And that might be too high. What I give you, two hundred? What I give you, two hundred? Unbelievable! This game is gross. Six fifty to go. It is twenty-eight twenty-four. Clank and Clay. It's bad. Ugh, ugh. My goodness. I mean, at some point, I feel like you gotta bet the over. I mean, this feels like Jordan era game. I mean, are we gonna get like a Utah Jazz fifty-four point performance tonight? Yeah, don't, Good. don't don't disrespect Jordan. I've never seen him playing the game this ugly. Serious? Yep. You want to go back and look at some of those scores? Nope. Late nineties? Awful. It, it didn't look like this. Awful. No, no, no. Hey, go, go, go watch in your YouTube there. Not pretty. It's the nightcap here on VSIN. We'll talk a little more. NBA coming up top of the hour. Hey Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 